Greetings, adventurers. This is OGRPG. Where we journey into the realms of 8, 16, and 32-bit RPGs. I'm Abby. And we're back! Sorry for the delay, listeners. Uh, Eric is uh, busy remodeling a house, uh, so while he's channeling his inner uh, Bob Vila, or no, Norm Abrams, OGRPG is back to fill in for a few episodes anyways. Unfortunately, Abby won't be able to join us because she is a busy, busy student right now. And so to fill in for her, we have recruited a longtime listener, friend, and patron, Dale, to help out. A uh, little peek behind the curtain, I planned to kind of record a bit of a intro with him, but he had the nerve to go on vacation. So we'll get you guys acquainted soon enough. But if anyone has any questions for the new guy, email us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we will hold his feet to the fire. And so without further ado, this week's game is Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars was developed by Square and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo in March of 1996 in Japan and May of 1996 in North America. Oh, yeah. A very momentous year, man. This thing, I did not realize how late this game was when I thought back about it, you know? Yeah, so when this came out, um, there was a ton of hype for the N64, and I was super excited for it. And, uh... I loved this game right off the beat, and I was afraid that no one would play this. I, I was afraid that it would <laughs> slip under the radar because Super Mario 64 was right around the corner. But uh, it turns out this thing sold a lot of units. It was pretty popular. It's really wild. Like, I, when I think back, I'm this might be the last Super Nintendo game I rented. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> as we uh, get into our personal stuff a little more later, but <laughs> it's because I know I got, you know, if this came out in May, and I'm pretty sure I got a PlayStation that september oh yeah yeah so it was like right there you know and i'm like i remember playing i don't know more about that later but ps1 came out in 95 if i'm not mistaken right it did but i i I held off i I was waiting for the n64 uh because i was a nintendo fanboy but same (laughs) then final fantasy 7 was announced for the playstation and i jumped ship (laughs) (laughs) i hear you yeah Uh, this um this was a a frequent rental for me uh funnily enough i guess we'll get into it later with personal history but um i didn't own this game until many years later i'm a little bit younger than you so uh, at the time i was just a young top didn't have my own money so i really relied on mom (laughs) and dad to get my games for me Um, so i actually started out by borrowing this from a friend fell in love with it and rented it multiple times nice Yeah, so this game is interesting because it was, while it was developed by Square, you know, hence the name, it's a Super Mario RPG. So Nintendo and Square kind of teamed up, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, I guess Shigeru Miyamoto produced this game and he wanted, had wanted an RPG to feature some Nintendo properties, specifically Mario, I guess, but... Mm -hmm. Miyamoto, the legend himself. Yeah, he's the, the, you know, (laughs) I could sing his praises a thousand times, but... uh, and Square wanted an RPG that would do better in the in outside Japan, I guess, you know, a little yeah. more popular. And I mean, Mario's a good uh, wagon was, to hitch to. Yeah, this was kind of in the same vein as uh, Mystic Quest, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, um, which funnily enough, if I'm not mistaken, was directed by the same director that directed Super Mario RPG. So it's a, again, it was kind of a, um, an RPG for the West to digest. Yeah, um, that's a, another one that I... I think my little brother owned it. I remember playing it and beating it. but I was a big fan of it, yeah. yeah it gets a lot of flack. <laughs> it does. Most people don't like it, but I thought it was a classic. Yeah, it's it's fine for what it is. It's you know it's supposed to be kind of a beginner game, so yeah, I, th- I think it's fine. Um, At the time, I was a beginner, so it worked out for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, and that's uh, I think you may be speaking of Chihiro Fujioka, who started as a composer, but also produced or helped produce uh, Final Fantasy Legend three for the Game Boy, and w- helped and also worked on uh, the aforementioned uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. So. Indeed, and if I'm not mistaken, I wrote this down, but I could be wrong. Uh, he may have also directed Final Fantasy three or six in North America, uh, which which is huge. Oh yeah, game is legendary. 
It is, it is, um, yes. But he was a progressive rock drummer, uh, and he went on to <laughs> play in one of Nobuo Uematsu's bands, the Earthbound Papas. Oh, wow. Composer for Final Fantasy, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, Nobuo, yeah. We've, we've heard from him a little bit, and we, there will be more in the future. But this composer, uh, Yoko Shimomura, is oh, yeah. featured on a, a couple games we've already played. Uh, Codename Viper was on Cartridge Command, early appearance. Yeah, and, yeah. of course, of course. Street Fighter 2. Uh-huh. Classic. She uh she's still churning out the hits too, man. Uh most recently, I believe Final Fantasy 15. Uh she oh, did wow. the bulk of the soundtrack for, so still still churning them out. Yeah, and like uh Kingdom Hearts series as well, oh, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Great soundtrack. I you know, I've never never played those, strangely enough. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but the soundtrack's great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, the 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 whole Disney thing where I was just like, hard pass, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other uh, history, fascinating facts over there, Dale? Uh, yeah, so uh, director Fujioka, uh, with his partner, also went on to start the company Alpha Dream after they left uh, Nintendo in 2000, and they started the uh, Mario and Luigi series, which is kind of the spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPGs never had a true sequel, but uh, Mario and Luigi is probably the closest thing we've ever had, and I'm a huge fan of those games. Yeah, you know, I, I've i never played the Mario and Luigi games, but I have played Paper Mario, which is yeah. kind of a another step in that evolution, I believe. Yeah, so, so what happened there is uh, Fujioka directed Super Mario RPG. He left Nintendo. Nintendo wanted to keep making RPG Mario games, so Nintendo started producing Paper Mario. So there was kind of a, a fork in the road there where Fujioka started his own company and continued his own spiritual successor, and Nintendo essentially did the same thing. Right, right. That's fascinating. I love yeah. it because you get two two great games out of it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so Dale, we talked about this a little bit already, but let's really get into it. What is your personal history with Super Mario RPG? So Super Mario RPG, I typically tell people it's my favorite game of all time. Uh, made a huge Ooh. impression on me as a kid. Um, again, uh, this was a borrow from a buddy of mine, and uh, I couldn't put it down. Uh, I had to give it back <laughs> to him eventually, unfortunately. So at that point, it was all about bugging my parents to take me to the video store, uh, bygone era, that is, uh, to, to rent yeah. it multiple times. Funnily enough, I used to have this little trick where uh, I would take my thumbnail and try to put just a little mark on the label of the game that I was renting. So the next time I came back, that next weekend, if I talked my <laughs> parents into it, I could try to find that same cartridge so I'd you know hopefully have my save file, but you know rarely ah. worked. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, renting RPGs always had that. You know, you hoped. Oh yeah, yep. I had specific memories of always like I would rent Ogre Battle a few times at one point, and I remember oh, yeah. <laughs> always like, please don't. You know, I always use the very bottom save save slot. So yeah, yeah, the theory. little tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Um, Played this over the years, um, eventually bought it later as an adult. Um, I've probably bought it on every release it's ever had, which it was re-released on the, the Wii Virtual Console, then re-released again on the Wii U Virtual Console. And most recently, it was uh, released on the Super Nintendo Classic, which is actually what I played it on for the podcast. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a classic itself, so it deserves to be there. And so when you first played this, did you... How long did it take you to beat it? Did you beat it pretty quickly as a young one? or So as a kid, no. This took me forever to beat because, and, and we'll probably discuss it later, but there are a few parts in this game where it, it's not hard to figure out per se, especially looking at it with adult eyes. But as a kid, mm -hmm. man, I was just running in circles like, you know, where does it want me to go? And then... Uh -huh. uh, I think part of the reason that I really fell in love with this game is that I was kind of at this age where I was really learning to read. And uh, this game is, is, you know, very big on dialogue and story. You know, prior to this, I was playing NES games where you run and gun. You don't really, you know, pay too much attention to the story for the most part. But, you know, this game really sucked me in like a like a novel. Yeah. Um, but there are parts in this game where, you know, it, you know, a character will give you some kind of instruction like, hey, you need to go here and talk to so-and-so. And, and there'd be parts as a kid where I just skip right through that and then be lost. So it took me a while <laughs> the first time to beat this thing. Okay, okay. Um, 
Did you have access to Nintendo Power? I did. I actually had a Nintendo Power subscription. However, my subscription didn't start until my N64 days, so shortly after this. Oh, okay, okay. That's about where mine uh, ran out, I believe, because, well, at some point I switched. I remember my... <laughs> because every year for my birthday, I would get a subscription to Nintendo Power. Oh, yeah. Until I think 91 or, or no, probably more like 93... Uh, at some point, I stopped and my brother started. No kidding. Okay. I switched over to the even cooler Dragon Magazine. Oh, I never heard of that one. So it's a D and D. Okay. Okay. Uh, subscription. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, you know, I loved it, but but yeah, I when I played this because I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power and then eventually renting it. You know, I'm guessing pretty shortly after it came out and. I, I remember beating it in a, a one rental, but I powered through it, and there was a little guidance from Nintendo Power along the way. Yeah. Yeah, again, uh, you know, you're a little bit older than me, so it yeah. probably came a little easier to you. I mean, my, my young mind was struggling to comprehend. And then not to mention that I was pretty new to RPGs at this point. It wasn't my first mm -hmm. RPG I had ever played, but this is probably the first RPG that I sat there, uh, you know, soup to nuts and went all the way through. Nice. Really got your hooks in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I was about, I was like 16 when this came out and uh, okay. somewhat seasoned RPG vet by this point. So. Oh, yeah. Total pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, what about your more recent experience with uh, this game? Yep. So as I mentioned before, I played through this on the Super Nintendo Classic. I planned on beating this. I did underestimate how long it takes me to beat the game. You know, I play this thing once every handful of years. I just run through it for the fun of it because I love it that much. Yeah. Um, and I thought coming into this, you know, I'll fly through it. I'll take some notes. We'll be good to go. And then about halfway through the game, I realized, oh, okay, I need to, I need to hurry up a little bit. So yeah, then, uh, Tragedy struck, uh, and I accidentally saved over my own save file like a dunce, <laughs> oh, no. and uh, at about 80% through the game. So unfortunately uh, for this podcast, I did not finish it, but uh, I have played it many times, so I'll have to go off memory. Oh, sure, sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll have time, you know, along the way. This is going to be a, a beefy multi-parter, I'm sure. And I recently played through this game on my laptop emulated which you know i frequently use to cheat on other games but uh i didn't really need to hear uh there's although i no, i will say this i did do this to <laughs> kind of breeze through was which w when we get into some game mechanics we'll explain this further but there's a sometimes you get a bonus game to double your xp or whatever after a battle oh yeah i see where this is going <laughs> so i would just save state and see where <laughs> yeah to cheat i was, I was gonna ask if you did any cheating because i've actually uh, uh like i said i've owned this on just about uh every everything they've released it on so i have played it emulated as well and when i played it emulated i would always do the fast forward feature and i would just just grind on uh, on enemies mm. just so i'd be over leveled and just run through the game so i I, I use that on some places, but uh, even though I, I found in addition to my, like I said, cheating on the bonus game for extra XP because, you know, I, I just I didn't really feel bad because I wasn't, you know, I was like, I'm just saving time. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't normally speed up the game because I don't know. I just like the the music and stuff. And especially oh, yeah. since, again, mechanically, this game's a little different when you have the your the timed hits. Yeah. So and that throws off my timing there, you know, so for sure. I, and you touched on music briefly, but the music easily one of my favorite parts about this game. It's it's awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. And I, I don't know. It's especially for the podcast. For some reason, I, I never feel bad about grinding like I normally would, or, or I guess I feel less lazy because I'm like, this is part of the experience and I really want to put myself back in it. Yeah. <laughs> that way, well, you know, when I complain, I, you know, I can, <laughs> I can do it from a place of personal truth. Yeah. Funnily enough, I mean, you don't even really need to, to cheat with an emulator in this game because there are some built-in spots that are great for grinding and just makes it very easy that I'm sure we'll touch on later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty well paced. I found myself to be kind of over leveled most of the game and then agreed as i have mentioned to you before uh this in on this playthrough you know i my original one i just kind of played through and beat it i didn't do any extraneous kind of things but here i i kind of explored around i did find the the lazy shell yep 
combo, which I didn't, you know, I never used that before, which, you know, I was already kind of overpowered. And then that just, oh yeah, <laughs> totally super cheap. suit, lazy shell combo game over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used that to beat uh Culex and uh, which I certainly never did as a teenager, but. Oh yeah. He's, he's rough. Uh, I've beaten him once before legitimately. And then uh, probably a few times with an emulator. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you, uh, is it a lazy shell thing or. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that is, it's like, I knew, I'm like, all right, I'll win this fight. It's just going to take 20 minutes as I oh, slowly yeah. <laughs> whittle this thing down. Constantly healing up after he hits you with those moves that drop you down to one HP, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and uh, so for the uninitiated, uh, Culex is a secret boss that's a kind of Final Fantasy throwback. It plays some some of the sweet tunes from Final Fantasy Four, I believe, right? The battle theme? Uh, I, I believe it's... You know, I'll have to double check. I thought it was its own track, and I think it was inspired by Final Fantasy oh. IV. I, I may have read that somewhere, but I'm not certain. I think it, it does sound very similar. I mean, I just assumed it was a, a cover of it, but it's, yeah. It's, it's a rocking it's, track, though. It absolutely is. And so, uh, you know, it's a fun little one of the many secrets you can uncover. Yeah, this game is full of uh, a lot of references. There's, there's game references from other Nintendo franchises. There's even uh, movie references, too, which, you know, crack me up in some some spots. Yeah, it's no, it's uh, kind of a high watermark for localization in a way. Uh, it's one of the best examples, you know. And even previous Final Fantasies and stuff have their rough spots, you know. Oh, absolutely, Spoony Bard. <laughs> yeah, well, poor Ted Woolsey, but you know, when you're given like, all right, translate this whole game in a month or two, or you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, you can tell these people had some time to do a good job. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> dialogue's awesome. But again, I'm a little biased, so uh, you, you'll probably hear me say multiple times, uh, singing this game's praises. Ah. All right, so Dale, this is an RPG. Indeed it is. So let's talk about the uh, its individual gameplay aspects, I guess. Let's uh, let's break it down what separates this from other RPGs. Sure. I mean, the most identifiable thing off the top of my head would be the combat system, which introduces timed hits, which is sort of unique for an RPG. I think it definitely is. Um, it was something that stood out to me. I remember when I played it as a, as a teen because it kept you're a little more actively involved in the combat yeah it's less uh planning your preparation perfectly and a little more engaging while you're actually fighting people right right which okay so let's explain what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> sure but the uh by timed hits we mean and it's in combat where you are pressing the button an extra time when you strike or you know depending on there's certain uh tells for different characters and attacks but you know it's basically timing a button press to get uh, a little extra damage Exactly. And it's um, it's not just for offense, too. It's also for defense. And every enemy in the game that, that throws some kind of move at you, there will be some kind of tell. And it's kind of fun to learn uh, the timing of each one. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's cool because I don't know, it makes you not only feel like you're more engaged in combat, but you're also like are learning things about monsters. and st I don't know. It makes you feel like a ranger or something. Yeah. And I noticed that it's not just a either you hit it or you don't there's there's a sweet spot and there's a slightly less sweet spot and your damage can kind of range depending on how how tight you hit that timing yeah yeah and it's like when you get a new weapon you know everyone each of the five characters has a two or three weapons they or types of attacks they can do so you kind of have to learn that from the characters too as you go through the game and get new tools and time pits also work for items, too. I don't know if you noticed that, but you can get what's called a freebie if you uh, press the correct button right as you use an item, and you'll essentially get that item back in your inventory. Oh, okay. I, I did notice it, but I just thought it was random, so I maybe I did it on accident a, a time <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so much like most RPGs, you you know, you'll, you get experience points through combat, and you, you level up, but here it's a little different, whereas instead of having sets i mean i guess there are some set stat increases but of your few stats it lets you choose one of three options every time you level up and uh to increase some stats 
Yeah, so you, you get to sort of uh, um, get a bonus increase on one of those three stats. And um, as you go through, you'll sort of pick up that they kind of want to lead you in a certain direction to keep your character balanced. Because one will kind of, you know, say you want to put an extra point into attack. It might give you one extra attack point. But if you check, you know, health points or HP, it might give you a bump of, you know, five or six. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, they're kind of throwing me a bone there. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you can increase your attack power your yeah it's attack um uh, fp and hp i believe so yeah you get your oh i guess it's offense and defense increase your max hp increase or your magic offense and defense will increase it's basically health points offense defense or magic offense defense and i never felt like the hp was high enough to ever be worth it i i almost i never took it yeah i mean i i typically kind of follow whichever one the game wants you to take i mean there's been times i've screwed around playing through the game where i'll just pump all, all my points into attack power and see what happens but yeah uh, you definitely get those diminishing returns at some point mm, yeah yeah i i just never felt like uh, i mean i guess we'll get into it uh later on down the line <laughs> but yeah 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 um but yeah, so you can kind of customize your your character a little there as you as you progress. Yeah, and uh, it's worth noting. I thought this was super cool as a kid that this is the first Mario game with Mario characters where you're looking at stats like health points, attack, uh, mm -hmm. damage. To my knowledge, I don't think there's been a Mario game prior that introduced stats like that. No, not 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 to my knowledge as well. Uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty cool, and you know, uh, okay. So we mentioned the magic attack and defense, and that comes into play with. The spells in this game, which are called techniques mm -hmm. and, or special techniques. And uh, the interesting thing here is that uh, you have flower points or FP as your ammunition, sort of, or however you want to call it, instead of magic points, say, in a Final Fantasy parlance. But, yeah, it's basically your mana pool. Yeah, but it's interesting because it's you have a party-wide total, not uh, individual character. Yeah, everyone kind of pulls from the same pool of flower points to cast spells. Yeah, well, which is interesting. It's, uh, I mean, I never really ran out often, so. I didn't either, and the game is, uh, it's, it hands out um, items to raise that level uh, pretty often, too, so I mean, I never really found myself running out of it. Yeah, you get, like, what, are they just bonus flowers, or? There's uh, flower tabs and flower yes. jars, uh, uh, some of the items you find later on that uh, they'll raise the total uh, ceiling of your, your, your FP or your mana pool. Um, and then you have tons of items that refill it that, you know, if, if, if you're playing this game smart, you always have some in your inventory, so you really mm -hmm. never run out of magic. And those is, I think even a flower tab will fill it up when you use it, right? It does, yeah. Anytime yeah. you upgrade the, the total, it'll fill it back up. I, I always kept one in reserve, just in case. But <laughs> Yeah. And of course, you, you'll find, in addition to experience, as you battle your way through this world of Mario RPG, you will also get coins. Lots of classic Mario coins. Mm -hmm, of course. What's a Mario game without them? <laughs> Greedy Mario. But he will use <laughs> these coins to buy... Uh, you can buy various equipments, um, uh, weapon upgrades, armors, uh, items. Mm -hmm. But what's different here is that you will also find frog coins. Yeah, the frog coins. That's that's a whole ordeal. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I collected a few as I went along, but I didn't really use them because it's they are basically a green coin. They're usually tougher to find or hidden or just you have to do a challenge. There's lots of mini games where you can earn them. Yeah, they, so there's a this is the most elusive item in the game, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Finding all the frog coins is, I, I don't know if I've ever done it. I'd really have to follow a guide, but we'll talk about it later too. But there's uh, the game introduces these secret chests that you can really only find by jumping and just hoping yeah. that you happen to find one. And typically it has a frog coin in it but finding all these things is just you know out of sheer luck yeah and you where do you use them only at the there's the juice bar right or yeah so uh, uh frog fuchsias down in that area <laughs> um <laughs> You go to the juice bar and you can spend your coins there. You can also spend them with a character, I believe, in uh, Seaside Town, which we'll talk about later. Mm. And uh, he is another frog character and he's out on his travels and he's kind of like a mobile frog coin vendor. Mm, nice. But there's nothing too spectacular that you get, right? It just didn't seem... But there are a few very cool items that... 
uh, you can buy from him. I don't remember it changing the game per se or making it sure. uh, uh, much easier. It's not like a pay to win sort of thing, but there are a few goofy things you can get. I believe he has a, uh, a stat boosting item that'll uh, make enemies drop a lot more coins or a lot more experience, those kinds of things. You know what? I, I actually, t- yeah, I take that back. I do remember seeing something where it was like an experience booster and I was like, ooh, I want to get that. But by the time I got enough coins... I was already such high level. I was like, well, I don't, don't really yeah. care anymore. And it, it's worth noting, too, that, uh, I mean, this this game is paced pretty well to where you really never have to grind, per se, unless you're you're going to try to fight Culix. Um, mm, and yes. then also coins, uh, typically not in a shortage of coins for most parts of the game, and you usually have all the items you need. Well, you can max out at 999 coins, which... I, I got to a point where I started, I was like, well, I got to spend some, you know, I was, <laughs> I had so <laughs> yeah. much money. I didn't, you know, and the only thing that's truly pricey are your equipment stuff. So if you don't need to, to purchase them. And the flow of the game, you know, typically the way it goes is you get to an area, you go through the area, you fight the boss, and then you get to the next town. And by the time you get to the next town, you've accrued enough coins to buy everything in the shop mm-hmm. that you're going to need for that next area, essentially. And it just goes on and on. Yeah, classic RPG game loop. Mm-hmm. And okay, so you mentioned a, a few minutes ago about the hidden chests, which I, I think is great because it's a throwback to classic Super Mario Brothers where you jump and find hidden coin chests or what whatnot. Uh-huh, yep, some of that Mario flavor there. Yeah, and another thing that sets this apart from almost any other RPG is that you can just jump as you walk around. You know, it wouldn't be Mario without jumping. That is true. And they actually uh, joke about it quite a bit in the game. It's in the writing about how Mario is known for his jump. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's multiple times where you'll meet an NPC or a character and they'll say, you're not the real Mario. You got to prove it. And it won't let you do anything until you hit the jump button. And then they're in yeah. all. <laughs> yes, that's one of the things I, I really enjoy about the game. Yeah. So you kind of roam around instead of being like instead of having like an overhead map screen here, you're in the world is divided into smaller areas that you roam around with Mario in a kind of isometric viewpoint. Yeah, uh, Diablo 2 players will know this viewpoint, but uh, this mm. top-down isometric view, I actually love it. I think it's perfect for this game. But, uh, yep, you've got your overworld, uh, classic Mario fashion, and uh, uh, multiple different levels, so to speak, stitched together. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty cool, because, I don't know. And, it's you know, you can still kind of, quote-unquote, fast travel past areas that you've already cleared, but you can still re-enter them. Yeah, yeah, and there are a few branching paths as well, a few optional areas. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet, and... As you're, you know, adventuring through here, it's cool that the enemies here are not just strictly out of nowhere random encounters. They're monsters or creatures you can see and you bump into them to begin the battle. Oh, yeah, that's huge. That's uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, some people prefer not being able to see the enemies and just running into a dungeon and wandering <laughs> around and grinding. But, uh, you know, this game, there's a finite amount on the screen. Well, in most cases, a finite amount. There are some areas where they'll kind of keep throwing them at you. But, you you know, you can fight as little or as much as you want. Yeah, it, it, it's it's fun. I, I, I tend to not mind either way, personally. But uh, games like this, it, it's nice to be able to just have that option. To, you know, if you're in the state where you're like, I just need to run away from this every battle. <laughs> yeah. You can do it ahead of time, kind of. I prefer it as well. I've just heard uh, uh, for some of the, the the newer Final Fantasy players at some point around the uh, between 10 and 12, uh, when you could actively see the enemies on screen, some people actually had a criticism with that, like, oh, it's not Final Fantasy anymore. <laughs> ah, well. That's silly, but oh well. Well, for a series that basically reinvents the wheel every time they make a new game, it's like, what is it anyway? I don't, I don't <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it and talk about our characters in this game because that's the meat and bones of a <laughs> RPG is its characters. Yep, and they're the best part, really, with a yeah, narrative-driven Mario game here. So, and then obviously, yeah. our first character, our main character, is Mario. No spoiler there. That's right, Mario. Yeah, and he's the only character that will always be in your party. You know, you'll meet other folks down the line, but you can only have three in your active party at once, but you can switch them at any time in your menu. That is correct. And uh, since there's only five total characters in the game, you're really not doing a whole lot of switching in and out. No, no, especially once you find your your two favorite pals, and <laughs> or at least that's how I was. But <laughs> Same, yeah. But yeah, so Mario's kind of, I mean, I guess... The average guy, I feel like he's a little, he's pretty strong too, attack wise, but. Yeah, beginning of the game, you start level one, you know, his hit points are at 20, attacks at 20. Um, and, you know, he seems like he's a fair balance of uh, a damage and health. Like he's, he's, he's a good character all around. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll throughout the game, your I mean, your initial attack will be uh, a punch, and your punch kind of upgrades by getting different gloves. That's one of your weapon paths you, you can take. Uh, as sure, and there's uh, it's worth noting that um, your attack is dictated by whichever weapon you have, and there's a basic progression the game goes through. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about what all Mario's weapons are. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, in addition to those gloves, you also will find hammers mm-hmm. and uh, shells, <laughs> which, yeah. and they all have their own particular timing. I personally think the shell's the trickiest. I would agree. There's actually a... Um, but but uh, every other weapon, every other weapon he has, it's just uh, one press of the button, and he'll do sort of his two-hit combo if you hit the timed hit properly. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, shell items, he sort of kicks it up in the air and then kicks it again towards the enemy. And instinctively, I always press that button twice, f- once on the first kick up, and then again when he kicks it towards the enemy. But I have no idea if it actually does anything extra. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of the great mysteries. And Mario has... A pretty decent selection of uh, special attacks that you acquire throughout the game, even though there are really just two of them that kind of upgrade. Uh, you start with your jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The jump, classic. Yep, three. It requires three flower points, and you jump on the enemy, and then you press your attack button again for extra damage right before you land on them, I think. Uh, so there's there's like a pixel of Mario's shoe that as soon as it makes contact with the top pixel of the enemy, that's when you're supposed to press your timed hit. Oh, okay, okay. And the only reason I know that, and we'll discuss it in just a second, but my favorite <laughs> move in the entire game is the super jump, which is the upgraded version of the jump. And uh, that move can go infinitely, or not infinitely, I believe it stops at 99. But um, oh. if you get 99 jumps, the elusive 99 jump challenge, you will get the best item in the game, which we'll discuss later on. That's yeah, that's insane. Like I 90. (laughs) Yeah, I've done it for real one time and then I've done it for fake with an emulator many times. Oh, man. okay, okay. I yeah, I didn't think about slow. Okay, well, (laughs) um, those safe states, too, I tell you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and then, you know, your next one you get will be the fire orb, which, you know, you throw a fireball just like you would in other Mario games. Mm-hmm. And and while I would normally use the super jump all the time, uh, there are certain enemies in this game that are actually weak to fire, and the fire orb will destroy them pretty much. Yeah, you, yeah, the game does have a, a kind of elemental system. Yeah, sort of lightly, but yeah, yeah. and it, that costs uh, what five fire points. But the fire orb and future fire attacks for Mario will—they all require you just like you're jamming your button down. Oh, as yeah, fast it's a as mash fest. Yeah, yep, yeah. as fast as you can. That was this is for the button mashers. <laughs> I never tried it with turbo. I didn't think about that. I wonder if that would. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I how, haven't either. Actually, I have no way to gauge how effective. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that. Um, tapping it as fast as you can, it still feels like there's sort of a rhythm that you can't. It's just programmed into the game, so you might mm-hmm. be able to squeeze out a, a little extra damage if you're if you're uh, doing it as fast as possible. But I, I think that window is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, next up, we have the previously mentioned Super Jump. The Super Jump, best move in the game. The only issue, the only time I don't use Super Jump, again, aforementioned, is when enemies are weak to fire. And there are actually certain enemies in this game that you can't jump on their head. It'll actually do damage to you. But there is an item later on that will negate that. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it usually makes sense. They're like spiked or something. Or Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I read, I, I didn't notice this myself, but uh, that... There are certain enemies that, while you can jump on them, are just stronger against it. Like, they don't take as much... Like, jump itself is kind of like an element. That is accurate, but I can't name off the top of my head which ones it is. Okay, yeah, (laughs) me either. (laughs) But... But yeah, this and the super jump, the key thing is the, you know, every time you press Y, you'll jump out of the screen and come flying back down and then you can keep it up as long as you get the timing right. Yeah, Mario uses super strong legs and launch off of the screen and come flying back down. And there's a quick moment there where you'll see him at the top of the screen and you know it's almost time to press the button. And then he'll just keep uh, repeating that same motion over and over again. And as many times as you can hit it, he'll keep going until 99. It's worth noting that I... I'd have to look up the exact number. I used to know it back when I was trying to get 99 the first time, but I think it's around 50 jumps. As soon as you cross 50, the window for the timed hit becomes incredibly small. I want to say it's like one frame, so you have to be perfect for the next 49 jumps. I I mean, (laughs) yeah, I... I think my best was like 18 or I, I, and 
to be honest, like I always expect where I was like, oh, I'm really cooking now. And I'm like, this is going to do 800 damage, I bet, or some ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. it is more damage but, than a, a normal attack, but it's never as, as strong as I thought it would be. Yeah. Funnily enough, uh, uh, for the playthrough for the podcast, um, there's a character that you meet later, an enemy named Bellome. And mm-hmm. uh, I had used the, the super jump for the first time on him on this, this playthrough. I managed to get around 50 some jumps and i hit him for 264 <laughs> oh nice yeah so i think i two tapped him because i did another another super jump when my turn came back around and he was <laughs> dead in two hits <laughs> crushed jumped to death nice defeated and uh and then right after that you'll get the super flame which is just a powered up fire orb pretty much essentially yeah i think it makes the orb a little larger on the screen not that that really matters but it looks cooler yeah yeah and then we then you'll get the ultra jump for 11 Mm -hmm. fp now the big difference with the ultra jump is that uh you can continue doing that jump once again but if there's multiple enemies on the screen mario will jump around and hit all of them so it's not just a single enemy attack yeah which i kind of don't like i (laughs) same yeah that's yeah If you're trying to get 99, that is not the way to go, because then there's an element of guessing, you know, which enemies kind of land on next, which changes your timing. And it's just, I I, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed when I figured it out. I thought it would just be stronger, but then I was like, oh, like, because I would really only use a super jump on strong character. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to take one creature out and... uh, Exactly. And there's there's other characters in the game that are better suited for uh, um, wiping out mobs. Yeah. And then finally, you'll get... The Ultra Flame. The Ultra Flame. It's a whopping 14 FP. Indeed it is. And this will, uh, same thing as the Super Flame, but just like the Ultra Jump, it will attack all the enemies on the screen. Yeah, you just jam on that, I guess, Y button, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we didn't mention that um, for timed hits, you have to press the button that corresponds uh, with that action. So if it's attack, you'll be pressing A for your uh, to make your hit stronger and to make your defense stronger. And then for your techniques, it's going to be uh, the Y button. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, let's talk about it because this is a an interesting thing that kind of sets this game apart. Uh, that sure. where in combat. And it's not strictly menu based in in the traditional fashion where it's like you have your four buttons on the Super Nintendo controller and, you know, the A button is your attack button. The For the techniques, you press Y to open the menu and then you have to press Y to operate anything within that menu. And then mm-hmm. say your items are X. So when you press X, that'll open the list of items that you have to use and press X to confirm within that. So it's, it's kind of it's a little weird at first, but I... I you know, it's not hard to pick up on. It's it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's uh, the first time I'd ever seen that, and I don't know if I've seen anything like it since. Really, not not off the top of my head, at least. Yeah, same here. But so good on you, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> and then next up, we've got Mallow. Mallow, my personal favorite character in the game. Yeah, <laughs> which he's... I've been made fun of before. <laughs> oh, well, he's a cream puff creature. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, uh... that is the best way to describe him, I suppose. It's it's hard to I mean you know he is later revealed to be a kind of cloud creature but when you first meet him I was like is he a mushroom or not mushroom a marshmallow like the name <laughs> yeah. you know I was like is he a candy creature or something I thought the same thing I mean even in the uh, the artworks I saw artwork for this game he kind of just looks like uh, you know the Stay Puff Man or something wearing wearing pants <laughs> yeah he's so. uh, <laughs> yeah he's a cool little dude he, you know and he's a child of course but. Uh, yeah, which is made apparent uh, as soon as you meet him because he, he starts crying within his first uh, dialogue window, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so, and, you know, we'll save his uh, personal uh, travails for, I guess, our level by level. But along the way, Mallow himself will also get three different weapons he can use, uh, starting with a punch. Mm-hmm. Another punch. Which is a pretty cool. I love this because he extends his arm out. Yeah, the animations are, are super funny for almost all his stuff. Uh, one of his uh, items later is a pair of symbols that he mm-hmm. just smashes in front of the enemy. And if you hit your timed hit, he opens it up to kind of hit him with the reverb. So Yeah, yeah. And then you get, uh, he also uses sticks or I don't know if I'd call it a staff, maybe a club. I think they're kind of trying to allude that it's a staff. Uh, Mallow is is sort of, I used him as the mage of the party, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought of the the froggy stick and the ribbit stick that you get as sort of his mage staff. I mean, you can use it to attack and he just clonks him on the head with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. But yeah, he, I as well used him because he's a a bit more of a spell caster, you could say, than Mario. Mm Mm-hmm. 
starting off he's right as soon as you get him he has thunderbolt yeah it's i he used that uh through through a lot of the game really it's it's strong it's a good attack because you know most of these as you increase your magical attack stats will will age up pretty well i thought or the attacks anyways but this is like an electrical attack for only two fp and it hits all enemies yeah this should be your go-to for uh the first quarter of the game at least yeah at least i i use it a lot just because it's so cheap it's like why not you know especially when you start getting 40 or 50 fp later on but yeah and again it's you know it only costs two fp so you can you can use this thing till the cows come home Mm -hmm. then another great spell is the hp rain yep yep again the aforementioned mage he uh keeps the party healthy yeah it's only two fp and it heals someone and or only one friend but uh, and you can get a bonus timing thing here, right? I don't know if I ever did. You can. This one's tricky. Um, it's it's some so so basically this one will spawn a little cloud over the character's head and it'll start to rain. And as it's raining, uh, uh, there's a, a certain point in the rain where you press the time to, and you'll get a bonus mm-hmm. on the HP. But yeah, it's I, hard to say when it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I I tried it, but I could never. I don't know. It's it's hard to gauge if it works or not. Sometimes. If, yeah, it's worth noting that for all the special moves in the game, it's it's probably the trickiest to figure out the time to hit timing. Mm. The next, not quite as cool, is the psychopath. Yes, sir. It costs one FP, and there's a reason for that. It's because uh, you know it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it what well, it shows you their remaining HP, right? Correct. It's just a tool to see uh, what HP your enemy has. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed when I got it because I was like, ooh, psychopath. What is that? And then I'm like, wow, that name doesn't really make sense. (laughs) I will say uh, uh, there is some kind of Easter egg in the game because if you hit the timed hit with psychopath, it says you can see what the enemy is thinking, which, uh, you know, a dialogue box will come up and it will say what the enemy is thinking. And there are certain enemies in the game that will actually give you a tip for uh, finding some, some secret items later on. Okay, that's awesome. I, okay. Yeah. So if you're hunting, if you're trying to knock this game out 100%, then that item could be useful if you're not using a guide, of course. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Moving on up, we get the Shocker for 8 FP. 8 FP. Yep. I've used this a couple times. It's it's very cool looking, but uh, it's not one of my go-tos. Yeah, it's just a big, but it's like a solid lightning bolt that like hits them. <laughs> yeah, like a huge, <laughs> like plastic looking lightning bolt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I guess because I'm sure there there are monsters that are vulnerable to lightning, as you know. So yeah, if you're fighting one of them, I guess take them down. Yeah, yeah. And if there are, it's it's, it's kind of few and far between. I, I've found that if we're talking elemental stuff in this game, it's mostly fire weakness yeah. <laughs> that you run into. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but there's also Snowy, which is a 12 FP spell that Mallow gets. Uh-huh. It's his second to last one, and that will uh, cause it to snow on screen, and then a giant snowman will appear on top of your enemy. <laughs> and it's 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 good for uh, hitting all the enemies on the screen, so that's there's usefulness there. Yeah, and this is one where where you're rotating the control pad is your, like, action. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess it's uh, worth mentioning at this point that uh, some of these isn't a you press Y at the correct time to get the damage boost. You have to rotate the uh, the D-pad, which these I found incredibly frustrating because I would be rotating the devil out of that and have no idea if I'm doing it right. I, mean, yeah, I still it, to this day don't know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard to tell because you don't, I mean, I guess you'd have to use it over and over, deliberately fail one or, you know, just to get some sort of uh what the range of you know if it to, to tell if <laughs> if it yeah. worked or not but i barely ever used it so the real issue is that uh for the timed hits on the special moves and and for the uh the standard attacks you get an audio cue that you you hit it right and uh for the mm-hmm. ones that you rotate the d-pad they don't give you an audio cue <laughs> so you right, no right and then if, last but not least is the star rain for 14 fp Star Rain, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know if I've ever used this one. <laughs> I think I used it once or twice at the end, but I I don't know. I never felt like I, I okay, I did kind of cheese my way through anyways this game, but in certain ways we'll talk about it later, but even uh, from what I remembered from the past it was like that's 7 HP rains. I'm not just I I don't know. I'm I'm too stingy with my FP when when I've got people who can do almost comparable damage without spending 14 you know 
Exactly, yeah. And the so this one makes a, a giant star spawn, and it'll fall on the enemies. And if you time it correctly, you can make it bounce on them again, uh, and you can do it for multiple hits. But uh, kind of at the point in the game where you get this one, there's other characters that you know if you're spending your your precious FP, you want to use those moves instead. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move on to our next character, Gino. Gino, the fan favorite. Yeah, I I've picked up on that as well from surfing around the net and it's uh i mean i get it kind of but he's a he's a weird little toy kind of a pinocchio-ish doll yeah it kind of looks uh his sprite looks similar to link from legend of zelda but colored in blue yeah yeah he's actually like a star spirit that has animated a toy and then enlarged it right as yeah and uh, we'll get to that with a uh, level by level and stuff mm-hmm. but he's he's a cool character don't get me wrong and uh again fan favorite there's you know multiple petitions online to get this guy in, in other games and this is you know to date the only game he's appeared in really okay i yeah. what about mallow does he ever show up no and there's no fan outcry whatsoever what <laughs> when is mallow going to be and Smash Brothers, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, come on, Nintendo. Maybe then I'll play it. But <laughs> in the meantime, here in uh, RPG land, Gino has uh, two weapons. Another reason I kind of shied away from him was that I found his weapons a little trickier to time because they're like projectile weapons. He has a punch where he like shoots his fist off. Yeah, so the, your your starting weapon is he fires the end of his arm off and it explodes <laughs> on the enemy. Just pretty cool, you know. Yeah, it's not bad. His attacks are cool, but uh, you are correct. The timing on them is is definitely the wonkiest, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, at least personally, I haven't really researched it, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's doable. Mm-hmm. And then he also gets like a what they call shot weapon, which I don't think is that. It's not actually a gun, right? He shoots like out of his fingers or something. Or? Yeah, the finger shot. He just sticks his hand out, and each finger shoots out. Uh, a lead ball, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm a fan of finger guns, uh, both in real life and in fantastic uh, <laughs> things. So uh, pretty cool. But yeah, I always had trouble with the timing, so I kind of shied away from that. Yeah, that one's uh, the timing is wonky. I think that one's like the fastest one. Like uh, the, the startup, Gino jumps forward to do his attack, whips his arm out, and the shot starts immediately. And you've got maybe one second to <laughs> to hit that. Right. It's like RoboCop, but uh. But yeah, and then, you know, of course, his special attacks do set him apart because he's kind of the most like a traditional, say, black mage type where, you know, he has he starts with the Geno Beam for three FP. Oh, yeah. I never really thought of him as a a black mage type, but I guess that makes sense. But yeah, Geno Beam, not bad, not bad. Uh, Not one that I use very often. And uh, it's a weird one because you have to hold Y down for three seconds and then three stars will appear on the screen and then you release at the right time to uh, buff the attack. Again, weird timing, so I shied away from it. I, I, I don't know. Super strange and not very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree. But uh, his next uh, spell, Geno Boost, you know, is a uh, it's four FP, but this is a, a buff spell for a, a one party member. Yeah, sort of a in vein of a red mage, if you think about it. Um, mm. So yeah, this will buff attack and defense, and you can once again hit your timed hit and boost that uh, buff. Which is that—that's when I did use him. Was what I would mostly do is use him to pump up Mario to clobber people with his hammer or whatnot. Oh yeah, pump up Mario, then hit them super jumps. Game over. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. His next one, Gino Whirl. I don't know if I ever used this one, but I can't tell you. It costs eight FP. Gino Whirl, the best special in the game. So this, he uh, throws a slicer out at the enemy, and it's two of them. They disappear off screen, and then they come back and intersect on the enemy. Oh, okay. I did use this. I remember it now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So this one, there is a like a one-frame timing that if you hit your timed hit, it can cause 9,999 damage. Wow, really? To everything in the game, including the final boss. Does it like scale up? Like The closer you get, it does... 800 or 8,888 maybe or you know what I mean like (laughs) that would be crazy but uh no you essentially either you either hit the normal timed hit which will buff your damage a little bit or you hit the super secret timed hit and you'll get your you know your 9k your 10k wow okay well to better players than I good for you maybe (laughs) I've never done it (laughs) I yeah and then we get the Geno Blast which is it's a pumped up Geno Beam right but it hits all enemies yeah, and that's that's the big takeaway there is if you know you want a full screen move, then there you go. 
you know, and it's 12 FP. In fact, and then you get the Geno Flash, which isn't as pervy as it sounds, but <laughs> but uh, it does cost 16 FP. Yep, and it's another one of those goofy ones you got to hold down Y for, so, you know, you don't get the mm. satisfaction of time in your hit. Boo. It is super cool looking, though, because uh, Geno turns into a cannon, uh, does a little flip, and shoots a ball towards the enemies. Oh, wow, okay. I Yeah, I, I didn't use Geno, especially at the late game, so... At Same. least this time. Yeah, down with Gino. Boo. <laughs> but next up is a classic enemy for old Mario here, where he <laughs> never thought you'd see the day that you have to team up with Bowser. Oh, spoiler alert, my friend. But, uh, <laughs> yep, so Bowser will join your party, which I thought was was one of my favorite parts of the game when you get to that, that section where he joins you. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty funny. Some very funny dialogue there, too, but we'll get to that. But, yeah, boy, yeah. Bowser joins the party. yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. I used him a bit this time. I remember using him pretty extensively the first time I played because he's just kind of a big bruiser, and you know, I was I was down with that. He's sort of your your tank character. Uh, he's you know comes with a big HP pool. Um, if you're if you're leveling appropriately, by the time Bowser joins your party, uh, he typically has a slightly more HP than the rest of the party. So he's kind of there mm-hmm. to tank some hits, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I and he's like he never seemed quite as strong as Mario, at least with his weapon attacks, but always like right behind him with slightly more HP. But yeah, at least exactly. that's for my experience. Yeah, and he's fun to play and uh, you know super cool. Yeah, yeah, and and attack wise, you can use his basically his claws. He just kind of does a claw swipe, and then you can get an extra hit if you get your time time to attack hit down. Hits you with the overhand right, then follows up with the left. It's a combo, man. And then you also get Chomps. Super Mario Brothers 3 introduced these bad boys, and now they're a weapon, which is something that blew my mind as a teenager playing, where I had never thought of one of them being used for a weapon, and it just seemed like a, like a flail, like a really cool idea. <laughs> yeah, Bowser slings it over his head and fires it at the enemy. When he first gets the Chomp, too, it's a pretty funny scene, but the Chomp is chained up against the wall, and the uh, Bowser <laughs> has to jump in there and you know say, they're there, yeah. you know. Turn, turn your back, Mario. She's a little shy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gentleman, indeed. And you can also get the, I guess, Hurley gloves. I, I think is that just the first one you get, but... The Hurley gloves, which uh, Bowser will pick up Mario and leave in his place, a tiny doll of Mario, and he'll throw Mario at the enemies. <laughs> yeah, that which is hilarious, but I the, the leaving the doll behind, like, cracked me up and confused me at first, where I was like, what? <laughs> like, they didn't need to do that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Pretty cool stuff. And yeah. technique-wise, uh, we've got not nearly as many as the rest of the parties, but... Uh, yeah, strangely enough, Bowser only has uh, four total special moves. Yeah, yeah, which uh, we'll start off with the uh, Terrorize. Terrorize, very cool name. Always loved that name. Uh, yeah. But Bowser will summon a, a big boo, and he will try to scare all the enemies on the screen. And this is another weird one you got to rotate the D-pad for. Yeah, and, and scaring is just like a general... Uh, I guess debuff for enemies, right? Yeah, so th- there's a couple different debuffs in the game, and one of them is Fright, I believe its name, mm. and that will essentially just cause you to take more damage, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, I I did encounter it several times, but I it didn't seem too bad, and I, I could never quite nail down where I was like, am I just weaker in general, or is it specific? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, compared to the other debuffs, like, uh, you know, Scarecrow or the Mushroom or uh, uh, right. even Sleep, you know, it's, you know, Fright's yeah. not too too scary. Yeah, and this runs you six FP, so it's not super expensive, but it ain't cheap either. Yeah, that is true. Next up, we got Poison Gas for 10 FP. Poison Gas, Bowser summons a cloud that will spit out some green poison gas, and it will take away their HP. Are there any enemies immune to poison? I don't actually know. I don't. I, I barely use this as well, so... <laughs> I did use the next one a little bit, the Crusher for 12 FP. God, he's got some great move titles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Crusher. I love the Crusher. Um, I used to use it just because I liked the animation for it. It would just crack me up. But yeah, the Crusher just kind of. This was where he pulls a. Well, it's like a rock shoots out of the ground. Yeah, that's right. The rock comes out of the ground. I like it, kind of a Earthbender style. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It almost makes you feel like there's an Earth element to the game. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But and next and finally is the big Bowser Crush. And it is a 16 FP. Yep, this is the one where uh, Bowser summons the giant Mecha Koopa and he comes stomping across the screen, hits all the enemies, and you you got a mash Y for this one. Yeah, which is uh, a fun uh, callback. 
mm-hmm. to the uh, or in Super Mario World, right? Those are the what he's throwing when he's yep. up in the smiley <laughs> smiley orb, whatever you want to call this shit. <laughs> yep. Back to Crusher, real quick. Since that comes up out of the ground, do you know if uh, flying enemies are immune to that? Oh, I don't know. That would, I mean, it would make sense. I didn't use it enough to find out, but you know, it's a possibility. Yeah, it, I mean, it's another one. It was, it was fine, but I just didn't feel like it did enough damage to warrant 12 FP. Same. For, I mean, you know, a lot of these are, are worth trying out just to see if you like it or not. But by the time you get towards the end of the game, you have like your favorite three or four spells, and that's pretty much all you use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. And then last but not least, our final character is... The big lady herself, Princess Toadstool. She's uh-huh. back. Not a damsel anymore, that's for sure. That's right. Not since Super Mario Brothers 2 have we got to control her, really. Well, I guess Mario Kart would have been out by now, I think. But I, I guess, if we want to include that in the canon. <laughs> I don't know. Well, mm, we'll take a vote. But the princess is a, is a cool character because uh, she, well, she is kind of mostly a healer. She does have some cool attacks. Like, she starts with, what does she start with, the fan first or a slap? The slap? She slaps you up all day. I, I like the slap, and you get some kind of gloves later, like where her hand gets real big and smacks you. I love the slap. It's 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 very on brand for her. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she can also she also gets like fans that uh, mm-hmm. you start kinda... with the the parasol, then you get the the war fan, yeah. and then the final fan item is actually a, f- a frying pan. So. Yeah, yeah, which I did yeah. get this game, but. Um... I especially like the war fan because the sound it makes when you smack them is really like, mm, it's it's good stuff. I, <laughs> Satisfying, it really, huh? Yeah, it really does, where it's like, shut your trap. Yeah, I mean, all her moves are kind of, kind of feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So Toad Soul, her special moves, her first one is therapy, and that costs 2 FP. Mm. So therapy is, is uh, an awesome healing move, and this will cure one ally's HP and remove any uh, debuffs or, or stat effects they have on them. Very nice. And uh, would you? this is stronger than HP rain? It is, and it, this is introduced uh, later in the game, so that's you know possibly possibly why that is. She's the last character that joins your party. Yeah. Um, but just having that, that uh, debuff on therapy uh, as well is super useful. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's an immediate, you know, you're 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 looking to replace Mallow at that point. Yeah, yeah. Or hey, why not both? That is true. Her next special move is group hug, and that costs four FP. Which is a great deal, if you ask me. Yeah, this uh is essentially the same thing as therapy, but this will hit the entire party. Mm. Priceless. That is huge. That is a huge move. And uh, you know, that's the second one you get. That you know, that sounds like you know, end game yeah. special move to me, but <laughs> and for only four FP, man, that's uh, it'd be a, a steal at twice the price. Yep, that's a go to. But uh, the, the the HP you get back from this one, I believe, is reduced from from therapy. Right. Yeah, it's not a full heal necessarily, but mm, being able to, I don't know, group heals are always a very precious commodity. You know it, man. Next up, we got Sleepy Time. This costs 4 FP. You get this at level 11. And just like the name would imply, this will put your enemy to sleep, if effective. Is there any kind of timing element to it that will guarantee success? Or So this one is another rotate the control pad one, so I don't mm. think so. And uh, with a lot of RPGs, I kind of tend to stay away from any sleep attack. Because it's, you know, it's a toss-up whether or not the enemy's yeah. immune. Yep, yep. Don't want to waste my precious turn. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Next up, we've got Come Back. This costs only 2 FP. Get this at level 13, and this is, you know, uh, your your basic revive spell. Yeah, Resurrection. Yep, and this one will bring your character back with half of their total HP. That's, you know, a pretty good deal. Yeah, definitely a good deal for 2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only flower. 2 to bring somebody back, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Also, we have Mute, which is a cost of 3 FP, and this will debuff an enemy from using their special moves. Yeah, not one of my faves. Like, I mean, I, I love it when it works, but it's another one of those things where I'm like, the action I took to debuff them could have helped me kill them faster. Or you know. Exactly. And, you know, most enemies in this game, they're not going to have anything so devastating that you need to silence them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great if it worked against bosses, but they typically have too high of a resistance or whatever, I- I've found. Yeah, agreed. And finally, we have Psych Bomb. And this costs 15 FP. It's her most expensive move. And the princess will throw a ton of tiny bombs at all the enemies on the screen. And this is another mash Y as fast as you can while they explode. Yeah, yeah. 
which I mean, just all right, I guess. It's her only offensive spell. So. Yeah. But I mean, you've got enough offense already, so who needs it? Yeah, you're not coming to Princess for offense, okay? No, sir. So yeah, so you have quite a few characters to construct your party with as you go. Okay, so let's take a look at Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars Instruction Manual, which Ooh. is a, pre- a pretty awesome one. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, as previously mentioned, this was a, a rental for most of my life. I didn't own it until later, and when I did own it, it was a rental copy, so I never got to see this manual as a kid. I don't think I did either because, again, it was a rental. Sometimes you got lucky and they would have it, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was was never lucky. (laughs) Oh, did you ever rent from like independent places I found or certain places would have these like where they photocopy the manual out and it's in like these those plastic sleeves and. Oh, yeah. Memory unlocked, man. Like I totally forgot about that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Absolutely. Uh, My uh, my go to I I didn't really go to, um, you know, what was it? Blockbuster and Hollywood video back in the day. There was just a local spot uh, in the in the town I grew up in and uh, I used to go there all the time and it, you know, exactly. They would photocopy the manual, but uh, this is never one I saw, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a specific memory of renting for the NES wizardry oh. and, and the guy who handed me this manual is cause you know, it's this big photocopy of which of a huge, you know, that was a dense manual and <laughs> I don't know. It was just so funny cause it's even blown up and he's like, I hope you like to read. <laughs> It's like, I do. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this 46 big, beautiful pages. It's uh, fully color. Ooh. Lots of screenshots, of course. Uh-huh. And you do get some character models throughout, especially in the, uh, you know, the characters section where they are not like in-game graphics. It's kind of reminds me of the Donkey Kong Country manual where it was like the original rendering before it was put into the Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, it's interesting you make that comparison too because the the graphical style in this game is yeah, could probably be most closely compared to, to Donkey Kong Country. So I don't know, maybe there's something there with that. I mean, they have that pre-rendered look to the backgrounds and stuff that, I, I mean, I love it. It looks great here, but yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's hit and miss with some people, but, you know, we can discuss that in general chat. Yeah, those punks. But uh, yeah, but here, so you do get some kind of interesting looking like big cre- uh, character models of that it has a huge two-page map of the i mean i they just call it mario's world here um which kind of uh resembles the world from super mario world no no kidding really but you know barely like if you look at the the you know just kind of in its style i guess of the different continents and i don't know it's gotcha i hear you vaguely stylistically kind of like it but the thing I do like about it is that you have <laughs> you have a little like classic cartoon looking Luigi who's like I'm your guide or <laughs> oh <laughs> okay so he's like the uh, the inspector gadget on the uh, the DVD yeah yeah you know what I'm talking you know, about yeah <laughs> he's like he's just like I'm gonna hang out behind the scenes here in the manual and give you some pointers yeah so. he's our guide our narrator for the manual <laughs> yeah I thought that's uh, <laughs> pretty cute uh, that's funny doesn't do much uh story-wise but the game walks you through it from the beginning so there's not too much background to give maybe that's uh why luigi's not in the game he was busy you know <laughs> walking the players through the manual <laughs> yeah yeah a coward but <laughs> uh, but yeah and it goes through all your controls and menus and stuff uh you know in the similar and exhaustive fashion to other rpg manuals because they're usually nice and big and thorough, like you get your items, characters, you know, goes through, gives you almost all your characters. So does this one go through all the items as well? It goes only through a few. Um, okay. I mean, okay, so it does explain. Here's some things, you know, we kind of mentioned the flower points that you get or find, flower tabs, etc. Mm-hmm. And in addition to coins, but sometimes when you're out exploring, you'll find uh, mushrooms, which refills all the HP and FP. Oh, yeah, yeah, the blocks. Yeah, yeah, and you can get stars. Oh, okay. Where then you become invincible, and any of the enemies you see, you can run around and just blast through them. 
Oh yeah, there's a uh, a very awesome grinding spot with this item. Yeah, yeah, it's a time saver for sure. But it, you know, and it also explains various things. I think we'll cover more down the line as we encounter them. But like trampolines and pipes and these cannons and different blocks <laughs> and. So it includes everything, but it's not necessarily super helpful. No, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, because most of the stuff is pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, it, it just goes through also your different kinds of shops and various basic stuff, your, you know, how to read your screens. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great manual, I think, in that it's for a game I feel like is at least somewhat aimed at a younger audience, you know, or, you know, I, I could see this being a very good first RPG, first manual as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do know that probably most usefully there is a page about abnormal conditions or about the, uh, the status effects you can incur in the game, because yeah. that's not something that's really explained to you too well in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I mean, and sometimes, like we kind of mentioned earlier with the uh, fear effect or whatever, you know okay, well, I'm scared, but what does that mean? Exactly. I don't know. You know, like <laughs> poison. Okay. I've seen that around or like scarecrow where I'm like, Oh no, what, uh, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. I fully recommend taking a look at it, especially if it's your first time or just want to check out some cool, uh, old school stuff. Mm, well, you've convinced me I'm going to need to find a copy online. <laughs> well, here's a secret. If you search for, Super Mario RPG on Google, or instruction manual. <laughs> Google it. It will come up. Oh, no way. The internet, the power. It's a secret spell. <laughs> Don't tell uh, just anyone. It's only for patrons. Well, that's going to cause all your FP. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. But we'll be back at you soon enough with some level-by-level -level content ASAP. And if you, how do you feel on the great Mallow versus Geno debate? Do you have a favorite character for this game? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com or let us know on Twitter at cartcommand or on Facebook. I think that's everything Eric says. Anyways, <laughs> and last but definitely not least, I must thank our patrons, including good old Dale who helped make this episode. You guys all, you know, contribute somewhat. Even the smallest amounts count. Every single dollar helps. Keep us moving. Keep the lights on, so to speak. So... So thanks, one and all, listeners and patrons. And until next time, Game On! Race it around this goofy track, and uh, I had the top score forever. But like, it was super popular in Britain, so like, I was getting messages for a couple years after I had that <laughs> score of like six year old British kids being like, How did you get that score? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny, oh, that's but, hilarious.